And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is Moomer Podcast for the website, SeawolfsComedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Mess with the mic. It is falling down on me. Uh, like the rest of my life. Just imploding. That's not a funny thing to say. It is. <laughs> my life is imploding. Is what it is. Refers to. Not having a good uh, social life at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Not going to expand on it. Probably getting broken up with. Doesn't matter. No one listens to this show anyway. All right. <laughs> but you know what? You got to persevere. I uh, got to move on. Stuff like that. All that jazz. Almost cursed. But it's a clean show, so. Okay. What else is going on? I got my flu shot. Went to the CVS and got that done. So there's that. <laughs> This is the extent of my week. Also, I've been getting my HPV shots uh, a couple of months. It started a couple of months ago, and I have one more to get in December. If you see the little, that red rash, that's where I got both of my H- HPV shots, I believe. Because I did say my right shoulder, and I did get the last two. And uh, if you haven't gotten your HPV shots as an adult, as a child, then I suggest you get them. Uh, but I also suggest you switch arms, because... <laughs> This happened, I got the last shot was maybe two months ago, two and a half months ago, and I'm getting some type of rash. Well, it's not even a rash. Well, you know, I only, I did, it only started, it might not, it might not be the shots. <laughs> it might be the shirt I wore to the gym on Tuesday, but it started, today's Wednesday? Monday. No. What did I do Monday? Today's Thursday. It started Tuesday. Cause I was doing cleans or something. Yeah, I was doing cleans, I believe. And I thought it was the bar because I had a very abrasive grip bar, the 45 pound bar. Some of them are newer, some of them older. I think I had a newer one and it had a very abrasive grip. And I thought maybe I scraped myself, but I don't think like, even if I did this, even if I cleaned and it came and hit my shoulder somehow, cause I would have to move my shoulder this way which means I wouldn't even be able to hold the bar. So it doesn't even make sense. So that's the extent of my life right now. Just uh, <laughs> dealing with that. Going to be pretty sad next couple of weeks. So get used to that. Get used to that. I laugh now, but I've just been, ever since I got home from work, I've just been... Sitting down on the couch, covered up in a blanket, curled up in a little ball. Let's move on to the first story. This comes from Deadline, written by Anita Bennett. Will Ferrell and iHeartMedia launch new podcast company, Big Money Players Network. Had to bring laughs to TV. Film. Okay, we'll just uh, skip this. Right, it is called Big Money Players Network. Uh, Will has had some success in the podcasting realm thanks to the Ron Burgundy podcast, which is in its second season right now. Today was actually an uploaded, they uploaded an episode about call-ins, I believe, where they just got people to call in, but I don't think it is. So anyway, if you haven't heard the Ron Burgundy show, I think that's what it's called. It's an iHeartMedia show, produced show. And uh, Ron, not Ron. Will plays Ron Burgundy, and he has an assistant. And I, I, I don't know if it's scripted or not. I think it might be lightly scripted. Ron talks to famous people. 
in some episodes, other episodes, it's just him and the assistant or just, you know, they're just messing around. I likened it to comedy bang, bang, except without all the other characters or real people that <laughs> Scott talks to or whatever. I, oh, wow. Just, I'm sorry. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading a, a, a related story on this on deadline sidebar and it says Stephen Colbert extends CBS contract to host the late show through August, 2023. You know, I was thinking about this today and well, actually, no, I have, I have, uh, I have to rephrase this. I, I was, I have a bunch of ideas I wrote down for, I think news time or a new podcast idea I had, but I wrote down these ideas, whatever it was. And one of the ideas was an episode of the show exploring what Colbert and Oh crap. It was Colbert and somebody else. And I think it was Myers. What Colbert and Myers with their show would look like without uh, Trump in office. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Trump, and I always <laughs> started crying. Uh, and I, th- I thought that'd be a really good idea to explore. Like what, what would the, cause truth be told late night, uh, as much as I hate to say this late night, ex- uh, blew up because of, uh, 45 getting elected. <laughs> And, uh, like I said, like I've said this before, I went on a date with a girl who was a young Indian woman who was so excited. Uh, this is when I was previously single, uh, which is going to happen again soon. (laughs) made myself really sad, but she was excited that, that, you know, he was going to get elected and, that oh, I'm sorry. No, he was already elected. He was going to move in office. I don't remember. This was. When was this? Since 2019 now. Oh, okay. I remember this. Okay. Anyway, so she was excited that he was in office and that late night that uh, like people like Colbert can make jokes about this. And she's like, she said something along the lines of, Oh, this is great for comedians. And I was like, excuse me. Whoa. I also remember she kissed with her teeth. Oof. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, so I just want I wanted to see how uh, Colbert would do. Because his fans did follow him from the Colbert Report, which is very important to remember. His uh, mostly white. <laughs> and... I will be surprised if there a person of color says that they are his that he is their favorite host, late night host. But his fans mostly white, probably mostly men. Um, <laughs> what was I going with that? Well, I, I want to see if they stay after uh, you know Trump's out of office. Uh, ooh, look at that sweat stain. That's like, ooh, it's dry too. Ugh, I need to throw the shirt away. After he's out of office in the next year and a half. Oh, because if we think that impeachment inquiry is going to do anything, you gotta be, you gotta be getting me. You know how long it took to uh, take to impeach people. Also on HBO max acquired the U S streaming rights to studio Ghibli library. It's very interesting because it was not even yesterday that studio Ghibli studio Ghibli is an anime, uh, 
producer and they <laughs> or a production company and they uh really they put out movies uh, a lot of movies but uh, a lot of them are including uh Hayao Miyazaki Spirited Away Mr uh, Mr Turtur Kiki's Livery Service The Secret of the Witch which I think I fell asleep I definitely fell asleep during and I don't ever want to see that movie cuz it is boring and a bunch of other great wonderful anime films uh but G Kids the distributor that distributes the Studio Ghibli films in America. G Kids, big company. They distribute most of the anime stuff here. The Boy and the Beast, I believe. Uh, Leap Through Time, something like that. Anyway, they said that they weren't going to do streaming. Not even, I, I don't even think it was, I think it was Wednesday when they said that. Today's Thursday when I'm recording this. Um, and they said they weren't going to stream. Then the next day, HBO Max, <laughs> AT&T releases uh, a press release. HBO Max gets all the studio, the U.S. streaming rights to Studio Ghibli films. Crazy. Let's get back to this Will Ferrell drama thing. <laughs> Not drama thing. Uh, so they're talking about Will Ferrell and a podcast company, which is called Big Players Network, Big Money Players Network, which is a weird name. The company plans to scout comedic talent for scripted and unscripted podcasts. The network will unveil 10 podcasts over the next two years. Wow. Produced by Farrell and iHeartMedia. The new offerings will be available on iHeartRadio and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Hmm. I wonder how they're going to find talent. Listeners can expect new shows well in 2020, which, yeah, obviously. I wonder how they're going to find new talent. And uh, it's, it's very interesting, especially in this podcasting world. Uh, in this new podcasting world versus 10 years ago when it was essentially just starting out. Hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting to see that they're, they're taking it as a way of kind of like how TV shows are made. Uh, given that the payout is not going to be as, as much as, as much money as uh, they, that they think. But it'll, it's going to be interesting. Is uh, ten new shows in two years, which that's you know that's that's similar simultaneously a lot, but also not enough because when you look at other networks like Gimlet and Earwolf and uh, what Nerdist used to be, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but if you look at their website, you think that it still exists. Then you then it, it looks like it looks as if you know ten shows is going to be a ton. That's not. Scripted and unscripted too, which is interesting, which is going to be good to see. I wonder if uh, if Adam McKay and, and Will Ferrell, if they didn't break up creatively, I wonder if this would be part of Gary Sanchez. But this is just going to be Will Ferrell's thing. And Gary Sanchez obviously is is no more. It's going to be it does. Succession is produced by Gary Sanchez. God, I love succession, man. I love succession. I think I'm going to rewatch that show over the course of the next year at some point before season three starts. That is such a wonderful show. And I would love to learn piano. Let's look back at the keyboard. <laughs> See if it's still over there. It is. <laughs> I would love to learn piano to, uh, to see. To, to play the theme song. 
Little known fact, I have uh, my the living room TV. Yeah. <laughs> this means nothing to nobody. But I've been looking for the past year and some change, year and a half, that I've been moved out of my parents' home. I have been looking for an antenna that I had in college. I had an antenna in college to plug into my TV. And then I, I go I go to uh, go to my parents' house to uh, to help them build a website. Completely different story. And I'm I know there's still some stuff over there that that I own, like a, a typewriter that was gifted to me by my late great aunt. She gave me a typewriter, and my plan is, I don't know if I ever mentioned, I don't think I have. My my plan I should probably set up. My plan is to get it fixed up and then to display it inside the office, which is Super Comedy Studio. Uh and and uh my mom said that she was gonna give it <laughs> like it's mine. It's mine. I had it when I was at home when I was still living there. But I moved and then uh you know, it's not worth anything, but it's just old, it's an antique. And uh my mom said she would give it to me when I got my own place. So when I was still at the, when I was at the other, the house, the the house I lived at, and then the other apartment, um, you know, a year ago, it, like I, obviously I couldn't have it because you know, but but now I have my own place, and then I, <laughs> I like I pick it up. It's in the it's in the garage, and I picked it up, and she goes, uh, "Where are you taking that?" <laughs> like I'm taking it to my home. She said, "No, you're." I, I, I was like, I said. uh, but you said I can have it when it's at my when I'm at my own place. She goes, well, when you buy a house, <laughs> so eventually it's just gonna be like I'm gonna get married, uh, which is obviously not happening anytime soon. Uh, when we get married and uh, and uh, like <laughs> I'm at my wedding, <laughs> and then she's like, "Are I gonna get the typewriter now?" She's like, "No, we have kids." And then I have kids, and like, no, when you uh, <laughs> when you reach forty, <laughs> yeah. But obviously, I won't be getting married anytime soon because I'll be lonely forever. Uh, listen, oh Jesus! I started. I jumped into the next story. The Studio Ghibli thing was the next story. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> listen, let's take a break and then we'll move on to uh, ongoing depression. All right. Return in three, two, one. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. You know, I forgot the reason why I was, or I remember the reason why I was. I told the the um, story about me getting that uh, antenna. So the TV is on in the living room, and uh, and I left it on PBS, and I'm watching PBS News Hour. And if you like, if you like news, and the, you know what, the next story is about news. So uh, go ahead and suck it. But if you like news. I suggest, and you know, it, it supplement this with whatever whatever news you're watching. If you're watching MSNBC, CNN, Fox, whatever. If you're watching Fox and you're listening, you're listening to this show. <laughs> I don't know why, because <laughs> I'm clearly for the other side. <laughs> but if you ever, if you ever, if you ever want to supplement what you the, your news coverage, your traditional news coverage, I suggest you watch. Um, PBS NewsHour. It's wonderful, right down the middle, and it's very bland. There's no sensationalist stuff. They don't have headlines flying everywhere. I love 
Oh God, I did the I did the thing again. Oh my gosh, Ugh, I did the okay sign, which is for the. But now white supremacists have overtaken that. Jesus, this is ridiculous. Can't do anything now. <laughs> you know, first I'm sad about my personal life going into the crapper, and now this. <sighs> It's like it's moments like these that I kind of I wish I lived with a friend, so I could just have someone to talk to. But I have you guys. So this is fun. <laughs> Ooh, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you can't laugh at anything. I don't know what that means. And I talk about my flu shot. <laughs> this next story comes <laughs> from the Washington Post. A viral video landed him a job on the Sanders campaign. His resignation highlights the pitfalls of the quest for digital dominance. You know what's interesting? I read Vox, Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal for now. <laughs> I have like three more weeks I think I left on the subscription. And uh, NPR. What else? New York Mag, The New Yorker. Uh, ooh, keep going, Chad. <laughs> I want to brag and, and talk about how many news periodicals I read. The Atlantic. That's what I was forgetting. And PBS NewsHour. I read all of those. Washington Post is the only one that splits its headlines into like four sentences. <laughs> a viral video landed him a job on the Sanders campaign. Uh, also, Bernie Sanders is a man running for president. Also, Bernie Sanders had a heart attack last week. His resignation highlights the pitfalls of the quest of digital dominance. Hey, guys. So if you're reading this, thanks for reading. <laughs> uh, that's very interesting. This, come, uh, this is written by... Isaac Stanley Becker. Drop one of those last names, buddy. Five-minute video features a parade of cable pundits interspersing their harsh disapproval of Bernie Sanders with flattering clips of the senator from Vermont and presidential hopeful. So the video lives on YouTube. It landed a bunch of views. And this guy, Matt Orfalia, 34 years old, uh, he got he got a job like like that. They just they hired him on the spot. Thing is, the campaign Bernie Sanders campaign did not do their background checks as they should do. Like they truly hired him, and he was supposed to start Sunday. He quit Friday, I believe. Oh no, no, he was supposed to start Tuesday. He quit Sunday. That's when this article popped up. Oh boy, where's the? Let's see, where's the information? Oh, my God. His team has the digital size quo. Is this supposed to say status quo? Size quo that former Vice President Joe Biden might envy as he goes to Joe Trump, blah, blah, blah. Crucially, blah, blah. Oh, jeez, Louise. Uh, a lot of pictures of this guy. They went to his home and took pictures. Isaac did, or whoever it did. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. Here's the video. They're still talking about the video. Oh, my gosh. Just, just put the information up front. Uh, oh, Jesus. All right, he was on for the job and invited to tour campaign headquarters last week. Weighing whether to sign up, he feared only for his, quote, creative freedom. Campaign staff had already asked uh, that he edit the video, he said, to remove certain figures, including late-night host Trevor Noah, whom they saw as, quote, possible allies, or Ophelia recounted. 
interview the guy. Okay, on Sunday, he put the news on Twitter within hours. A 53-year-old Sanders critic in New York, Michelle Ferrer, dredged up old videos on his channel, which included offensive language and altered and, and an altered and sexualized rendition of King's I Have a Dream speech. That evening, Orphelia announced his resignation on Medium and said the decision to step back was his <laughs> made because he didn't want his past videos to quote distract from the real issues of the King video. He wrote when I was 20 years old, I edited MLK audio to expose how easily media can completely misrepresent reality. He also apologized for offensive language about people with special needs. Oh, I didn't, I didn't read that. Uh, they really buried this down here. Jesus. Okay. I'm laughing because this is insane. There was no vetting. The people just uh, they just hired him. All j- this is this is a quote from the campaign statement. All initial job offers are contingent on the completion of a final review of a person's record. The vetting process had not yet been completed, <laughs> but they hired him, and he was going to start on Tuesday. And and somebody on Sunday was like, "Let's take a look at his stuff." You know, I think about this constantly. Going back into someone's history, especially if it's online, I think is fine. Uh, like when you see somebody on The Bachelor and um, they're a prick, uh, and and you know specifically that person's like a, a douchebag, and they're standing out from everybody else. And you and you look at their Twitter mentions, and then they've they've not mentions. Uh, you look at their Twitter timeline history, and they've been saying racist things for you know they said it as far back as two years ago, uh, first of all, they're not going to change in two years. Uh, but I mean, it's important that, that those, that those, if it's on the internet, you should be able to bring it back up. Uh, just like Shane Gillis with SNL, you know, and I, I think this is very controversial. What I'm about to say, I think that, uh, you should be open to forgiveness. If you're going to blame these people, you, you like, you can, you can, you can say, you know, Kevin Hart, uh, is a homophobic or, uh, Shane Gillis is a racist, but that person then needs to take responsibility and then just apologize for it. That's all you got to do is truly, if you apologize, then that's just, you're already on the path to recovery. So Kevin Hart, let's look at both Kevin Hart and Shane Gillis. Kevin apologized for all the homophobic stuff. And he apologized what a hundred times <laughs> because people thought the first 99 were bad bad apologies. Uh, but if you look at Shane, he never apologized. He said those racist things, uh, and he doubled down on saying those racist things, which is very stupid. Uh, if I, if you were offered the best job in comedy in the world, there's no better job than the work for SNL in comedy. Uh, yeah, you can have your own show and all that stuff, whatever. But I'm saying the best job in comedy right now, is working for the longest running sketch series. Uh, all you had to do was apologize. And even if Lauren was coming out and uh, getting Shane Gillis uh, as a way to reach out to the conservative sector, uh, I mean, he doesn't have to do that, <laughs> but fine. And, if, and, the, and, the, and you know, I've seen some Shane Gillis stand up. He's, he's pretty funny. Uh, I wouldn't say he's the funniest of the people that were picked up there. Bowen Yang is definitely funnier than him. Um, and Bowen Yang is an Asian man. So there you go, Shane. <laughs> Shane Gillis is one of my 20 subscribers. <laughs> um, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I like I think about this all the time when someone says something like like Dave Chappelle. Uh, either you say either you apologize or you say nothing. Don't double down on it. Dave Chappelle. I don't think he ever apologized for his last stand-up special that poked fun at uh, a lot of things, a lot of people. Uh, I think the LGBTQ community and people with special needs. I'm not entirely. I don't remember because also I don't watch stand-up anymore. But I, I. But he didn't say anything, and people are still talking about it. But they're not, you know, quote unquote, canceling him. So. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is what that is. It is what it is. Uh, but then you have, you know, people like David Spade. You know, it's very funny when <laughs> when middle aged white comics come out and support uh, people that look like them who are uh, white comics that are probably middle aged. Um, David Spade, Jim Jeffries, uh, Anthony Jeselnik, uh, Norm Macdonald. They all came into the defense of Sh- uh, Shane, <laughs> which is. So crazy, and each one of those those men, those uh, white men, uh, who have every opportunity in the world, are so funny. Like I truly, that is from the bottom of my heart. I love David Spade and Rules of Engagement. That is one of my favorite sitcoms of ever. Uh, Jim Jeffries' show is so funny. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik is uh, definitely one of the best doing it right now, and Norm is just one of the most classic people. But th- them coming to the defense of somebody who who's who who thinks the punchline is uh, calling an Asian person the c word or using the n word or whatever the heck Shane you know is, says on a podcast um, and and doubles down on you know they, those people they lose a little bit of respect uh, in my book so. There's that. I almost had, um, I reached out to, uh, when Jim Jeffrey's show was starting, I reached out to his people for an interview and, uh, I reached out to like three people at comedy central and one person got back to me, I think, and they never got back to me again. <laughs> I showed them by talking about this three years later. But you d- don't be surprised if someone, you know, digs, if someone digs into your, if you're going to be famous, if, and if you're going to do something notable, if someone digs into your past, like tr- I, truth be told, I understand, I know for a fact when I sell a show or when I sell a movie, someone is going to go through all my tweets uh, and see that. You know, I would, when I was younger, and I'm going to admit to this, when I was younger, I, I, I copied and pasted tweets from uh, comedians. Um, but I wrote, I even wrote an article about it on com, which you can check out. It's about joke stealing. Just type in joke stealing. Joke stealing, Seaples comedy. Uh, and I wrote and I wrote about it. And uh, and I did it, like, when Twitter was starting out. And then I, and then <laughs> I had a friend call me out on it. <laughs> Because what I would do is I would I would copy and paste and I would favorite the tweet, <laughs> the 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 person's tweet I copy and pasted. You know, <laughs> and my friend called me out on it, and then um, I stopped doing it like on that day. Same same thing happened when I was when I used to torrent movies, <laughs> and I got caught torrenting um, Astro Boy, <laughs> which is not a like I had to get I had to go out on Astro Boy. Why can't I get caught you know torrenting something cool? And uh, and our cable company emailed us, and my mom's like, "Have you been stealing movies?" And I was just like, "I was like, I mean, <laughs> you know." And uh, and so I stopped torrenting movies. Um, <laughs> so 
that was in 2008 maybe so there you go you know with oh well, let's see what else i did uh i probably said something on this podcast that's not pc so there's that it's episode 131 baby i'm calling it out now what are you gonna do Probably something on news, you know, they'll they bring up old episodes of news time where I'm standing in front of two posters of women from Sports Illustrated. And uh, I think who's a who's a uh, I was about to say big breasted one <laughs> said it already. Uh, who is the one, the blonde one that was on Conan, Kate Upton. She was on Conan and she was so uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one. She was she was in a, a poster and I threw the posters away. I, I, excuse me, I recycled them. And another one with a woman in a snowsuit. Or maybe they're in the closet back here with all the... Uh... No, I don't think they're in the closet. <sighs> what else? I know I said I was sad, but um, I didn't pick my nose there. I scratched my mustache. I, I pulled back to look to see if there was like a scab or something because I, I scratched it kind of hard. So I didn't pick my nose. Now I'm picking up. i kidding. <laughs> I know I said I was sad, uh, but this really did help. I didn't. I was not looking forward to recording this podcast. Gotta admit, put, that's why I pushed it off till eight o'clock. Well, now it's eight o- eight o'clock. I just missed the last half hour news hour. What else is going on? Listen, like I was saying, this guy was wrong. First of all, and also, if you know it's bad, don't put it out. Don't put it out if you know it's something like that. You like I. I I admire anybody who's working and doing their thing. But that guy was 29 when that happened. <laughs> and now he's 34. He says, I was doing it to see what the media would do. Um, don't, if something, if, if you think something's going to offend somebody, like, and I mean horribly, and I don't mean like everything, I think everything's a target. Uh, I heard on Larry Wilmore's podcast, Robin Thede, when, uh, uh, when a black lady sketch show premiered on HBO a couple of months ago, she was on Larry Wilmore's podcast and she said something about, um, you know, you can, you can be funny, but I'm butchering it. You can be funny, but you know, you just don't have to hurt everybody. Uh, or she's, or something like, anyway, she said, she essentially said that not everybody's a target. I think that's wrong. Everybody's a target. Everybody can be made fun of even children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so adamant. That's why it's called the Constitutionals. But even children. <laughs> okay, I take that back. Everybody can be made fun of, though. Um, it's, it reminds me of that Key and Peele sketch, and I hate to be that person to reference a Key and Peele sketch. Uh, but it's, a, it's that Key and Peele sketch where Keegan is playing the the uh, the comic that's doing crowd work, and there's a and he's going over everybody in the audience, and then uh, it cuts to they, the camera uh, pans over to. Uh, Jordan, who's playing a burn victim, cripple, uh, voice box talking guy, and he's like, "Do me," <laughs> and King, King is, King is like, "I don't want to do that." Like it reminds me of that. If you and then he then uh, when Keegan finally does make fun of him, he starts crying. <laughs> Jordan starts crying, and uh, you know you want to be the target, or you want somebody else to be the target, or you want you know you think it's funny when everybody else is the target. Uh, and then when it comes to you, you don't think it, every, everybody, everybody should be made fun of. Uh, but then, you know, it just, 
you know, it's, it's whether that person means it, <laughs> you know, that's an issue or if, uh, uh, if truly then no one should be made fun of, uh, just, it's just a bunch of factors, just a bunch of factors that unfortunately, um, we're not going to, we're, we're still working past, uh, you know, straight white men can be the butt of jokes. Trans women can be the butt of jokes. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's truly, you know, we just have to be, it's weird because you have to, and I, oh, and I think about this constantly, uh, because I am so alone, <laughs> but I'm going to be even more alone in a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> so God, um, what was I saying? <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> I forgot. But when you're, when you are, when you are a joke teller, when you're a comedian, the thing is you have to, I think, I hate the term for me personally, because it's just so stupid. But I think when you're a comedian, you have to, there's a, there's a, there's two things that go on where there's one, there's a decision you have to make. There's a split decision when you're going to make a, a, like a racist or a sexist or a, just a joke that's going to offend some, that's for sure going to offend somebody in you, when you, before you make it, your brain goes, okay, you either make it and it's going to be a great joke and you're going to tell, you're going to tell a joke and it's going to be great and it's going to, everybody's going to love it. Or you're going to tell it and it's going to be just a very bad joke and it's going to offend people and you're going to lose your job, but you don't know until you tell it. Cause no matter what, someone's going to be offended by your joke. When Hannibal Burris, uh, I'm butchering his quote. He said, um, if someone thinks I'm funny, then they're right. And if someone doesn't think I'm funny, then they're right. Yeah, whatever. Okay, listen, if you like what you heard here, head on our website, cpluscomedy.com, where there's some interviews going up. Emma Wilman, I promise, will go up tomorrow or today by the time this podcast posts. You can also head on over. If you want to see a video version of this podcast, see me in my uh, sweaty old Nike shirt um, that I'm probably going to cry in later on. That's not a joke. Then you head on over to youtube.com slash equals comedy. See a video version of the show. You can also see uh, news time, which is a weekly news show. This week's episode is about, it's like the daily show, except less funny. This week's episode is about something. Twitch versus YouTube. How Twitch is gaining on, or how Twitch's redesign helps it become kind of like YouTube. Kind of. We'll see. And YouTube is trying to be like Twitch, whatever. Uh, let's see. Oh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Chad at C plus comedy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Continue listening to the podcast. Rate it on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Have a good night. I'm going to go eat a cookie and cry. <laughs>